millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the red men tv this season oh my god it's been three months we're back we're back liverpool are playing everton in the merseyside derby football the mighty reds jürgen klopp mo salah virgil van dyke being able to to be interested in televised football again and not we can stop pretending we like the bundesliga it's amazing um yeah, it's the build-up show. We're back for it. I'm very excited. Uh, we're joined by... Uh, look, I have to say, I think we've got the A-team with us here today. Uh, first and foremost, of course, my partner in crime, the wonderful, the exceptional Mr. Chris Page. Uh, Chris, how you doing? Mate, I didn't pretend that I liked the Bundesliga, so I'm slightly different here. Um, but I am so excited for football. I mean, I actually watched the you know the City Arsenal game last night. I enjoyed it. It's the first time I spoke to my dad since lockdown. Uh, while the footy's been on, I've got something to talk to to about again, which is fantastic. Um, I had a bottle of wine. I enjoyed myself, and it was brilliant just watching footy again. Um, I'm not even bothered like by crowd noises or no crowd noises. You're not sucking me into that argument for the Premier League mm-hmm. I'm getting to watch the Premier League yeah. that's all that matters to me right now yeah. I'm slightly concerned that Steve's mic's muted so when you do go over to him whether he'll be able to talk or not <laughs> well, but, uh, Paul I'm sure he'll have sorted that out now that I've given the heads up yeah 100% you know it's just in case um, I'll come to uh, the next guest of course my dad Mr John Machen dad I guess all of the above really um, we've had a good go at liking whatever football's been available to us but there's nothing quite like seeing not just Premier League, but also the Mighty Reds. It's true. I mean, I did, I did dabble in the Bundesliga, but I very quickly realised that it was boring. If you weren't actually invested in what was going on, boring. So I got stuck into last night's stuff, and brilliant! What a controversy right away. Yeah. You've got a ref on the pitch, you've got VAR, and you've got goal line technology, and they still can't get it right. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. The beauty of football. You make it up, could you? Yeah. For as much as it's going to be a different beast, what we're about to see, um, yeah, it's football as we know it. Um, Steve Hall, yes, unmuted and with us and looking fine. Um, Steve, yeah, that, I mean, this, this is it. This is what, we, what we're back into already. It's happening. There's, there's just talking points in different things to discuss and not like, oh, will it come back? Will it go to points per game? Will it be voided? No, there's football, actual football. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it, mate? I don't think I've ever gone what, over 100 days without ever with, watching a Liverpool match since, I can, as far as I can remember. It's been such a long time and 
it's going to be amazing. Like I say, I, I did watch quite a lot of the Bundesliga just because, I don't know, I just needed something to gamble on, if I'm honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 yeah, I did that. I did do that. Um, never better is Bayern Munich. You'll lose all your money. That's what I learned. But, um, yeah, We're not it's, talking it's, about gambling after that bloody goal wasn't allowed. Mine went down in, in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have no money on that one. But yeah, it's, um, it's, listen, mate. At the end of the day, you know, for, for, for everything that's going on in the world, and it's been tough on the whole. You know, six billion people. This has been really, really hard on, and to get a bit of light relief and and something that we can get, you know, emotionally invested in once again is, I think, it is important. Like I say, it's the least important of the most important things, or vice versa. The most important of the least important things, but. It's it's just gonna be great to watch, you know, get watch Liverpool again and watch a game like like John said before, where I care if a goal goes in, other than if it's gonna cost me a tenner. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm actually invested in, in in the outcome of these games. And even watching Arsenal v Man City, it was like this is familiar. I remember wanting to watch Man City lose every week and then them not losing every week. This is yeah. it's a it's a little bit of normality again. And and watching a derby is just gonna be the, you know the the icing on the cake for for getting this all kickstart and back rolling again. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's it, Chris. That that uh, obviously we now know from the City Arsenal game. I guess a lot of people tuned in because it was what it was and it had a, a tangible impact on Liverpool's season. We know that the the lead at the top of the table has been cut to twenty two points. Um, <sighs> Panic I know. stations. Panic I know. stations. Let's not count our count our chickens just yet. I mean, look, more than anything, Chris, there's going to be a palpable sense of relief from Merseyside, the, or the blue half of Merseyside anyway, that they can enjoy their lockdown up until kickoff because at least they know that the worst that can happen to them on Monday is that they, they can lose. They're not gonna they're not gonna see Liverpool win the title at Goodison Park. Yeah, um, unfortunately, they wouldn't have been able to see it, you know, up close and personal anyway. But look, I think, you know, the, the blue half of Merseyside right now is, is quite happy uh, with that fact, obviously. I think I I was watching the City game last night, lads, and I was like, I was reminded that the night before I did a show with the LFC Day Trippers. And one of the questions we got asked was, like, how have you dealt with, with, with this lack of football and all that? And I think I've not dealt with it very well. But then the follow up question was like, how would you have dealt with it if Liverpool were only one point ahead of Man City? And that nearly sent me into a nervous breakdown, <laughs> thinking about what would have... I mean, imagine leading the Premier League all season, then a three-month gap, and then coming back, City beat Arsenal in the first game, and you're not top of the Premier League with a derby to go. And again, and I'm just thinking, thank goodness for that 22 points. But just to circle back to the, to the start, Paul, the fact that we get to see these players again, these lads, and yeah. I know... Just by having watched that Manchester City Arsenal game and how much better prepared I thought City were for coming back than Arsenal, mm. it's what I've thought about Liverpool. It's what I've thought Liverpool would do, and they need to go out there and prove it on the pitch now. But we'll be ready. Yeah. We'll be so much more better prepared than than most of the teams in the league. So I don't. I think in two games' time we will be Premier League champions. Yeah, no, I I, I I tend to agree. And I, I mean, Dad, this is what it is. We're, we're at this stage of the season now. We're all getting geared up for it, whatever it might look like. You know, we've still got to get across the line. And, and I think Chris is right about these lads. If this was any other Liverpool team in previous years, you might still... Be, I mean, they wouldn't have gotten a 22-point lead, <laughs> to be fair. But also, you, it feels like... You know the Liverpool that's coming back is what is it? It's an elite team that's coming back here. You know you've seen how Bayern Munich have handled the return. You've seen how already how City have handled the return. You, if there's a team to bank on handling it as well, it's definitely Liverpool. I'd sort of forgotten how good we were. Mm-hmm. I sort of 
sort of put football out of my mind until quite recently. And then when I knew it was coming back, I started thinking, oh, bloody Derby game first, that's tough, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. Palace were the last team to beat us at Anfield. And then we beat Blackburn 6-0. I thought, oh, God, I've forgotten how brilliant we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, so, isn't it? The, the thing for me is that I don't even know... We could look at Man City made some changes, didn't they? You know, like the Ed Garcia at, at, at centre half, um, the, and and obviously Arsenal made mad sweeping changes. Uh, it makes you wonder as well. It was so it? Arsenal that there wasn't oh, it? an hour before kickoff. Any any sliver of hope that you had that they might get something? You looked at the team and went, who, who, who? Oh fucking Alatetta! Well You're done. having a laugh, like yeah. Well done, Mikel. And then you, then you knew it was over when David Luiz come on. <laughs> It was incredible. We'll talk. We will talk about that. I think it's worth talking about in a bit. But it, it's interesting, isn't it, Dad? That you know, you referenced the Blackburn game. The seeing the likes of Minamino, seeing the likes of Kata, you know, and how well they performed. They, they they performed in the snippets we've seen of them in in the pseudo preseason. The odds are Liverpool will just come back as we expect, but th- th- there's a chance that we might actually see. It's exciting because there's going to be some unknowns about what we see, is what I'm kind of yeah. Well, look, the, the five subs thing is going to make a big difference in terms yeah. of who we see on the pitch because I think Minamino and Cater will will definitely play some part of the game because we've got that op, you know option to bring on it. I mean, I noticed last night City had five five subs and ended up with ten men because they used them all up yeah. when Garcia got clobbered. Yeah, yeah. how daft is that? Yeah, yeah. got five five subs and and Leroy Sane still doesn't get on the pitch. That that I think that just goes to show. No, and and I think Liverpool are in a similar boat. Paul uh, yeah. is that you know our squad depth. You, you basically you're looking at your numbers 16, 17, 18 in your squads, and I think that's that's a huge benefit for Liverpool in all of these games. You know, and obviously Man City as well as that. Your 16th best lad would probably start for every other Premier League team. You know what I mean? Whereas we're going to be able to bring them on a you know fifth sub with whatever minutes to go. Yeah. I think that's why I think that is really significant, and I think that is a big boost for for all the top teams. Really, if you're looking at you know the lads Aston Villa brought on yesterday, you know fifth change or whatever, and then you're looking at you know Man City can just Rockville folding up. It, it, there, there is a difference there, you know, and I think that'll yeah. be the same for us. Is that it might be Kaiter, it might be Minamino, it might be Origi. Whereas Everton are bringing up probably Everton's 16 players, probably a young lad at the minute because they've got injuries and, and yeah. stuff like that. It is really significant. I think that's going to help the team have to talk a lot. Yeah, no, I, I agree on that. I think that's it. Because you're right, there's plenty of lads. I think we're all excited to see a bit more of the likes of Harvey Elliott and Nico Williams, etc. But realistically, this just, as we said, means there's more likely game time for some of the lads who are, I think, who are geared up stay to be next season's players you know it's it's daft but this is a this is an opportunity Minamino's it's it, it, he's had an okay it's only been by a Skype for a lot of this but he's had a bit more chance to acclimatize he's had a bit more chance to get to know the squad in some regards and then he's come back in he's had a little a few training games to whatever to get him up to speed and then sorry but probably won't even be on screen but seeing Chris dealing with his kids is a, is a stark reminder that we're not quite back to where back to where we're at but um you know there's that, that that's that's a kind of but you've got I think there's going to be not only have we got quality but I think there's going to be a real hunger there because this is an opportunity for Minamino for Cater and then beyond that for Curtis Jones etc to go well whenever I get my opportunity here I'm I'm putting myself in in front of Jurgen Klopp for for next season as well. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the young lads there. I think if you're going to see the young lads play, it's probably going to be a time where hopefully Liverpool are. 
you know, three nil up with twenty to go, and then you might you think, well, rather than giving a Rigi these twenty minutes, because what are we going to get from that? Let's give it to Harvey Elliott, or let's give it to Curtis Jones, or whoever they decide to put on the bench, because there's obviously more subs and stuff. Um, but yeah, like like I say, if, if I was someone like like a uh, Rigi or you know Oxley Chamberlain or Naby Keita, who, who probably these are the lads who are looking to get themselves first choice in the team, and it's going to be hard for the, the lads at the top of the pitch. But I don't think the midfielders are nailed on where, like for example, Kaita could easily be Liverpool's first choice midfield next season if he, if he has you know five, six, seven games at the end of the season where he really, really turns on and stays fit. Mm-hmm. Someone like him, like someone like a Chamberlain, someone like a Minamino who could just you know go. We mentioned. Oxley Chamberlain there or Fabino, slowish start settles in and then all of a sudden he's just banging into form and all, like you know with Fabinho we went from a lad who we, we were unsure about to, to one of the best defensive midfielders in, in Europe and that, that's yeah. the type of that's the challenge isn't it what what I like about Klopp is that it very much is a meritocracy he'll he'll give you all the time in the world to get your games but then, and then if you keep your place you, you'll keep your place it doesn't matter who's in your way it doesn't it, it doesn't you know he, he dropped he, he was happy to move Jordan Henderson to, for, to facilitate Fabinho yeah and I think yeah. I, you know I think I think there's a, there's a definite if I was one of those lads who like you mentioned on the fringes this is a huge opportunity for them and in a relatively stress-free environment you know all being well we're not going to go with eight games up winning one of them so all being well the, the, the title should be wrapped up by the end of June and then yeah. they've got a month to have a footy where they can just absolutely lay down a marker and say to these other lads you know next season I'm, I'm, I'm having that start and rolling in a more competitive environment Chris. I think one of the things that um, I find quite interesting, obviously, I think a lot of a lot of people have t- spoken about how the young lads are going to get minutes, uh, myself included, over the last couple of months and stuff. But I actually think there's an opportunity there to gain a, a, an in-game advantage with the use of the five substitutes. So what we've seen so far um, with Jürgen Klopp as Liverpool manager and, and most managers is that 60-minute mark. Who's to say it's not two subs at, th- at 45? Mm-hmm. You know, and really like actually look to get a leg up on the opposition right then and there when the lads are coming out. They're quite, you know, they're not quite warm for that second half yet. You maybe bring someone on with fresh legs then and there, and you look to capitalise on that forty-five to sixty-minute mark instead. And maybe you do go in there and go, all right, lads, take a bit more of a pre-season approach to a couple of, couple of positions and go right. We know we've only had three weeks of pre-season training so far, so in these early games, why now them Henderson? We know how much running you guys do in the middle. Second half, it's well, first half it's going to be why plus Ox. Second half it's going to be Henderson plus Kaita. And and would we see something like that? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. But I tell you what, look, that 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 on paper to me sounds like you could get an advantage against the opposition by using your five subs differently and just thinking differently about the use of those five subs. A hundred percent. I mean, again, it's a, it's a, it's these are the changes. This is the this is the exciting thing about it is there's a lot of unknowns around this and like in how the Liverpool approach things. You know, saying that there's a chance. That like we could just we could see something you know we could see something radical you know I've been saying for you look at Naby Keita as an example of this I think there's a lot of expectation that it, it'll probably just be Fabinho Henderson Wijnaldum or or maybe you know you maybe bring Ox in and put Henderson back into the six or or, or whatever but the, the, we we could pull something mad well, think, this could be Klopp's Keita's next probably, season Keita's is probably different because I, I suspect that uh, Klopp really really wants him to be our first choice. Yeah. And I think you'll give them every opportunity. What's interesting for me is that in the early 80s, when we tied up the league with about seven games to go, we then promptly lost six of the next seven games. because we didn't, oh, need, to win them. didn't <laughs> need to win them. It wasn't, wasn't a problem. 
And the messages I've heard from the club are that we want to go out and break records and we want to be at the top of our game throughout yeah. the rest of the season. But the five subs does give you the option of not just killing all your best players over yeah. the next couple of months, but, you know, mix it up. And, and uh, we're, we're quite capable of doing that. I think we've got the squad. I think the other thing is, sorry, Paul, the other thing that you know we've heard over the last week is that Klopp's actually not built them up for, you know, these next three to four weeks. He's built them up for this plus next season, which is quite interesting from a sports science point of view, which says to me that, you know, we're not going to see, if that's the case and if that's true and what we're hearing is true, then we're not going to see loads and loads of rotation after we wrap the league up because he he believes, and I, I think this is, is right, is this Liverpool side plays better with momentum. When they're, when they're playing two games a week and they're winning and, and not much is changing, that's when we're at our absolute best. So that's what he'll want to do. And with three weeks in between the seasons or whatever, he'll almost want that to just carry on. And you never know, within 12 games, you could be another 10 points ahead next season yeah. because you've just carried on and taken that approach rather than brought it down and tried I, to bring it back up slowly. I agree in, in, in so much as I, I still think, I don't think that means we won't see, because of the sub-situation, we, we might not see a bit more game time for for, for some of the young lads, certainly, but I, I agree in that. I don't think it fits Jürgen Klopp's mentality in any way, shape or form and how he's constructed this. I'd imagine if you said all of a sudden these next five games don't really matter, lads. Like, that's not... That's not the whole premise of everything Liverpool is constructed on under him falls apart. If you if you if you feel that a game of football has less value, these lads go into training games and play them. You know, there was those videos in the build up to I don't even know what it was. It was around January, wasn't it? And they had that like it was Ox and Trent and they were boot or and they were booting balls at each other like they're going intense and Klopp's going. It's a rest day. It's like a it's meant to be a recovery day. You idiots, like can't calm down and like that because. But they've just, they've just had the longest people. break they've ever had in their yeah. footballing careers, haven't they? Yeah. Probably had nothing like it before. Yeah, it was the longest. It was the longest gap in between red cars for David Luiz of his career. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, this, I think I think the point um, that the, the, the Chris is making, I think, is is a, is a valid one. And like Klopp, uh, because it shouldn't be forgotten, because we have almost detached this from the main season. We were on course for a record-breaking point haul, and I, and and there's a chance that we'll never come near that again. And I think while it's you know, look, if Liverpool lose a couple of games, maybe it changes the maybe it does change the outlook slightly because there's less pressure to finish. You know, if you're going to finish on a lower points tally than you got when you finished second maybe you do just think okay well let's actually plan something let's plan something else around this but I think Liverpool's game will be hinged upon saying we pick up where we left off and the plan is to finish the season how we always intended to finish it I think they're going to they want to start strong you know mm-hmm. and just the, I think the aim will be to blow Everton out the water Palace out the water and keep going yeah you know it's just a question of how how much he sees the the final games as an opportunity to to give game time to some of the others, yeah. particularly Minamino. I mean, he's very new at the club. You know, he, he he's now he must have settled in by now, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with him. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, I think the, I think the points total thing will be massive for Klopp and his team and all the players. You know, it's like you mentioned before. It's this isn't this is unprecedented what we've just done. You know, Man City got a hundred points two years ago, and we were on course as it stands. Liverpool won every game; they could get one hundred and nine points, which is just it's absurd. That you think about it, and 
listen, no matter what happens next season, I doubt we'll ever see this again. You know, yeah. it, the, the, for, for numerous reasons. That we, so when you've got history there and you can go and get it, I think it'd be huge for them to go, you know what, not only can we win the league and there has been a certain gloss taken off it perhaps, and obviously our supporters aren't going to be there, but if we can nail down being the greatest team in terms of points that has ever existed in this country, I mean, that must be, it's got to be a huge motivation given yeah. that, like, given that they're all, they're not knackered, they're not getting to the end of a season where, you know, the, the legs run out, they haven't got the cup competitions to focus on because unfortunately we're out of those. You've got to have you've got to have something to be aiming for. I think it'll be massive. I, I think I, it'll be all ones blazing for it. Sorry, lads. I, I yeah, I agree. I completely. I, I think there's a, there's a degree to which if people are determined to put an asterisk next to this title, you might as well go and break the points total so that you you, you know what I mean. Because if you if you end up on finishing the season on an eighty six points or ninety points, what you know what I mean, like whatever. I, I, it, it's I just think yeah, you're right. It, it, everything in your power to kind of. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? I see if anyone agrees with this. This is a battle this season. This is part of the war. Now you come back and 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 battle resumes, right? And let's say Manchester City score as many points as us. Let's say we throw the last six games, right? And Man City outscore us by twelve points. They've got a three week gap, and their mentality is we were better than Liverpool. You come back, you put your foot back on their throat, you continue to pile on the pressure onto Manchester City, and you go fucking hell. They're still the same Liverpool side. Three week gap, new season starts. You do it again, and they they're mentally broken. You cannot afford to let anyone off the hook at yeah, this point. Agreed. That's why you go and break the points records. Yeah. So that you so that you're putting yourself in a better position to win the war. Well, you just put you just carry it on because that's what this season was. This season was we we you know we we broke the points record for the second for the, you know the highest points for a second place side, and we just carried on. You know, we, we you know we, we won the Champions League and then and then met, went into next season. I think you, I think you're hundred percent right. But again, you know, just to go back to the point, I don't, I don't think any of this means that we're not going to see more of Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, etc., yeah. etc. But 
we'll only see them. So we can bring not, them on a 4-0, it's fine. No, but, no, but, but even that case is Klopp's not going to use those lads if they don't have the same level of mentality. You know, if, if it's just lads who come in thinking they're getting the great opportunity and blah, 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 he's gonna he's only going to bring in lads who, ha- who share that fierce determination to get Liverpool, you know, going in exactly the he same way. He wouldn't have signed them if they didn't. So exactly. I think, and and, and here's, the, here's the difference between after the break and before the break. The, the difference now is we're very unlikely to sign anybody. Mm-hmm. So he has to accelerate probably the progress of these youngsters. Yeah. And that that will come into his fa- factor in to whether he wants to use these lads. And if we use them, it's because I think next season he's going to need them. Well, um, yeah, well, I want to talk. Obviously, there's plenty of interesting things that have kind of happened around footy. I just want to quickly gauge people's thoughts on the, uh, like you mentioned, Chris, the, the, the cup games thing. And I'll, I'll just start with stay on this. Obviously, we know the Champions League is coming back in, in mid-August now. We know the FA Cup starts at the start of August. Can I just say this? And this this goes against all the normal arguments. And I, I, you know, I've argued against Liverpool having an FA Cup run because I think it's a distraction. I would never say that about the Champions League. But there's also part of me that, given the way this is all panned out, there's not a single part of me that isn't made up with Liverpool having an, an, an extra month off compared to all their their other big rivals. Yeah, absolutely, and like I say, it, it, it's going to be interesting to watch it. You know, the the Champions League being a, a straight World Cup shootout almost type thing. It's going to be great to see. But yeah, in terms of like, Chris, we're talking about next season before we've even played any games. This the rest of this season is that it, it is it's it, that huge. You know, we're going to have a few weeks off. Man City might get about two weeks off. They could they, they could feasibly win this this Champions League tournament. Because I think I think the the, the one legged nature of it, the no way goals, the the lack of in an intimidating away atmospheres, I do think that will help City a lot. It's more FA Cup like, isn't it? Which they're very used to. Yeah, it's set up. I know, I know. When the FA, well, they'll win the FA Cup because you might as well throw their name on it anyway at the beginning of most years, I think. But yeah, like I say, it's, I agree. Is that it is it is a bonus for Liverpool in, in a sense? Listen, I would like Liverpool to still be in the Champions League, the FA Cup. It is what it is at this point, but. Yeah, it, the, the way that everything around us has changed, the whole world has changed, and you know we're all adapting to different things. This is another thing for for everyone to adapt to. And Jürgen said it best: is that as long as it was the same for everybody, you know, we all had the same breaks and we all had the same training, then I'm fine with it. Well, next year that's not going to be the case because Guardiola is going to have a, you know, even if they get knocked out in that first round after they play Real Madrid or whatever. They've still had they've still had the travel, they've still had the extra game. It's it's not a level playing field, and that's a big advantage for us yeah. in that title race. So yeah, um, in in a strange way, it, it, that could again aid Liverpool going into next season for sure. Absolutely. Let's um, let's just focus that then on the game before we before we start to wrap up. And obviously, um, it's I think we'll forty like, minutes in. Yeah, uh, no, but I think I think it's, it's said that I think Mo Salah missed this training and what have you. You know, we, we probably might see a, a couple of little uh, tweaks and changes. To the big question is, Chris, because it, it's Liverpool versus Everton. What's the most the Ev way this game can go? Because they can't they can't see us win the title at Goodison Park. You know, either way, you know, whether it's televised or whatever. Like, I, and. I've even added like a, a weird reverse gallows humor. I want us just to continue to beat Everton forever, but there is a little part of me, a little like perverse part of the back of my brain that said, if you were ever going to lose a Merseyside derby, the fact that they couldn't actually watch it in the flesh, so they have to live with this idea that the only way they can win a derby is to not be in the ground. Um, there's a little part of me that's had that little story <laughs> to get over in the back of my head for a week or two. I don't know. I think... I, I, 
Oh, is the crowd noise is that pumped into the stadium? No, no. It's a, so. I was thinking like maybe maybe Pickford gets spooked by one of the crowd noises, like a change of song or something, and we can, and we can see it like that. But if it's not actually getting in there, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you how badly Pickford could fuck this up. But it, or just that it will be Pickford to fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. So, what are you, what are your thoughts and feelings on the game, then, Dad? You know, it, it's there's no such thing. I, we, I was doing the BBC at the weekends, and everyone kept referencing form, form this and form that. Like, there's no form. It's, no, gone, out. it's gone out there. It's gone out there. I don't call it always it's done for the derby game, mate. I, you should I know. Never, I never watch a derby game without a bit of a knot in my stomach. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you get over that pretty quickly once the game starts, but but not always. And this time, it's just such an unknown because yeah. <clears throat> I don't know how. <clears throat> I've taken no interest in Everton to be honest while I, while it's been off, so I've no idea who they've got, who's likely to play, who's going to be fit, who isn't, um, and I've no idea what Ancelotti's been up to if he's even been in the country. I've no clue. But it's still a derby game, and I, it, I do worry because you always know how horrible it'll be, even if they just draw. So. Yeah, it's, I think Paul, the, the lack of a crowd actually, Liverpool's record that good isn't isn't amazing. You know, we've had the odd we had the, sixteen seventeen. We, we've had the odd obviously we had the, the one nils and stuff that, we, but yeah, it hasn't we been draw, great. We draw a lot of games. Are good it was it was, it was yeah. two nil nils with the last two seasons. It was yeah. Mane's late goal after Sturridge at the post. I think in sixteen seventeen, the last time we even scored there. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and I, I do. I think that actually plays in the plus favour. Actually, you know, watching the Bundesliga over the last few weeks, the, the, the it has levelled the playing field. You know, crowd and that the better teams are just winning the games. You know, like for example, when Liverpool lost to Watford before the break, if that was an in front, I imagine if that was in front of an empty Vicarage Road, Liverpool probably would have won that game. I think I think the the, the lesser teams or the you know the, the worse off teams or the poor teams, whatever, are that it's a huge disadvantage to them. That you this it, it is now just a plucky match. And tend, the best teams tend to win them. So I think it's a, actually, it is a disadvantage to Everton. Also, they haven't actually got that much to play for. They can't go down. They can't really go anywhere. They're, they're just completing nine games to, like say, prove themselves to the new manager and bank the money that they need to bank, like everyone does. I think teams at the bottom and teams at the top who are fighting for something, I think it is a big advantage for them. And like you say, I think the fact that the Goodison crowd isn't there because I do think, personally, Liverpool can be... Although we're amazing... There's this tiny, tiny chink in the arm. Is that I think sometimes they can be a little bit undone by away atmospheres or whatever, oh, you know. Yeah, Old Trafford and, and Goodison have both well, been. You guys, you, you, you guys went to Belgrade, didn't you? Was it um, a few years ago? And, and that they were crap, and it was just an intense atmosphere. And Liverpool just didn't handle it very well. So, yeah, and we played Milana and Sturridge in the team. Yeah. But they, uh, that, the, it, it was also yeah. probably the most hostile atmosphere I've ever been in. Yeah, by like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's normal. This in Man City have rocked up Anfield and they bottle it every time because, and I think it is partly crowd as well. Um, so I think that that is a big difference in this Goodison derby. And that it, it, as much as like you know, we laugh at everything, it does get intense in there. You know, they, they win a corner and and sell it. I wonder if that that the man on Sky Sports. I wonder if the, the guys got the button ready to, to to do the cheer when they win a throw in or somewhere or the corner. <laughs> but, but anytime he hits a Liverpool player in the chest, is he ready with his handball button? Yeah. Yeah, and a huge boo whenever Origi gets on the ball. Yeah. They've got like robotic arms in the crowd to pat the throwing takers on the back, um, like Thomas Gravison style. Yeah, no, it, 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 you're right, and I think that's right, isn't it, Dad? Anyway, you know, it probably 
in some regards, if we if we look and we don't know this yet about the Premier League, whether it will carry on this the lack of home advantage thing that we've seen in the Bundesliga, but Everton would be one of the teams that would fall into that bracket if that was the case. I guess the only sting in the tail is Ancelotti is a brilliant manager and he has this has been his focus probably for three months now. He has a good record he, against the He must manager. have a real desire to get something from this game after what's happened this season yeah. at Everton at Anfield twice so you know he's, he's got a, a, a bigger investment in, in winning this one I think mm-hmm. um, so it will be interesting but I, I agree with Steve I think the uh, lack of crowd plays into the hands of all the better teams so Fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm the, I'm the same as the lads there. I think we, I think you know that, Paul. We? We've had these conversations, but certainly I think it's actually it's more interesting from a, a team who are maybe under the cosh a little bit, um, because the crowd can g you up there and give you that belief. Whereas it feels like you know, even in the Man City Arsenal game yesterday, to be honest, I'll draw it back to that because that's a fresher comparison. After about 25 minutes, it just felt like nothing was going to happen other than Manchester City score goals. Yeah. Like, and, and a new one was coming before half time. Like and because it, it just but, but there was no crowd there so there, like Arsenal were just getting back and back and there's no no even just screaming like get out yeah. like twenty thousand people behind you just telling your defenders to get out but they're just getting deeper and deeper and deeper and the Bruyne gets on the ball and starts pinging stuff around and I, I think that's what Liverpool will do to Everton I think technically we're much better than them we don't have that um and as as such we'll just apply pressure and we'll keep applying pressure until they bend and break and and it's what Pickford does best isn't it it's bend and break. Yeah, I like that. I'm happy. I'm, I'm really happy with looking that. forward to seeing Bobby anyway. So yeah, all of them. I just, that's the thing about it, isn't it? I, we, me and Chris did it on the the Matron Page app podcast the other week. Is it's saying I got more enjoyment from watching 12 minute highlights of the Blackburn game or whatever, however many long the highlights were. I got far more enjoyment out of that than than the. the, the how many full full Bundesliga games I've watched, how many other things I've tried to shoe on into my life in this time. Just seeing the Reds back is a, is a joy. Now, we're all going to get sucked in soon. You know, as you say, the controversies are fine when you, they're a novelty at the moment. Let's hope there's no more. Let's hope Hawkeye's switched on and the cameras are all pointing in the right directions um, for, for this one. We don't want another disaster like there was at the uh, at, at, at Sheffield United uh, or Villa Park, I should say. Um, but yeah, look, I think we're all just made up to have it back. Does any look? I'm not going to demand score predictions off anyone um, because I, I I think it's a very difficult difficult thing to do at this stage. I know what the score's going to be. Okay. Three 0 Liverpool. Brilliant. Anyone else? Four. Go ahead. Yeah, I go two. I go two with um. I've got a feeling Dibba will score again because he he tends to do that against the Islam. Uh, you mentioned before Salah if, if he can't play or he's not 100, percent he might not risk him. Then just throw Dibba in and he you know just. Score against Everton like he tends to do. So five and seven against them, hasn't he? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's ridiculous. And Jordan Pickford's been a fault for probably four of them. Um, (laughs) So, so yeah, I think, I think the the like say these games now for the end. I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool won all nine. I'll be honest because I do think the only obviously City is a a real challenge. Obviously, but the better teams are just going to win these games. There's going to that's just kind of how my sense is is that there's no there's no real levelers other than fatigue and even then Liverpool should be so much stronger compared to Everton in terms of that so I I think it will be I think all these games this weekend are going to be strange I think the teams are going to be knackered we saw both games uh, Wednesday night where 70-80 minutes in both teams are dying on their arses I think that's probably an advantage for Liverpool in the sense that we're fitter and we've got a better squad 
I think it's going to be a, a really, really fun time to watch them for the next uh, however long it is. Amazing. So listen, everyone. I mean, I, actually, I want to get the, get the get ask you if you're listening to it at home, you watching at home. Crowd noise on or crowd noise off, Steve? I was crowd noise on at first, but I couldn't get my head around it, so then I went to off soon afterwards. I watched the um, Villa with crowd noise on, and I was thinking, I, it, it just didn't make sense in my head. My head was going, hang on, there's giant flags everywhere, here, and, and they're singing, come on, Villa. I was like, no, I'll give, I, I will watch the first Liverpool home game. I might throw a bit of crowd noise on just to see what songs they decided are good for us. But I, but I, I mean, I can't watch the Everton. I'm not going to sit there watching fake Everton crowd noise. Yeah. There's absolutely, absolutely no chance. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about you, Dad? On or off? Well, I, I started watching the Bundesliga with it off. And then when it, when it was on, I thought it was much better. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was definitely in favour of it being on. But then when I watched the City game last night, it did seem really false. So I'm not, mm. I'm not really sure. Well, I'm confused the, and conflicted. Well, uh, the Listen, most important thing No, no, thing wait, here. wait, wait, mate. Come on. Let me, let me answer the question. I'll be doing a fucking watch-along show with you, Paul. There we so go. that's what, what I'll be doing, mate. This I'm not having none of this crowd noise when you can have us biased bastards commentating on the game, yeah. doing it properly, mate. That's yeah. what I'm about. Thank you. you better be there as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the choice is actually yours. You can have crowd noise on, crowd noise off. You can do whatever on commentary, or you can come back to the Red Men TV YouTube channel from 6 p.m. on Sunday. Chris and I are live and socially distanced in the studio, not in that really weird way that Arsenal Fan TV did it. Um, <laughs> we're gonna be doing... That's gonna be that's a meme forever. By the way, every time, every time. Um, they, 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 they modelled they modelled that uh, that formation on Arsenal's backline. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the, the team with David Luiz, just like just four yards behind everyone else. We yes. So Chris I and thought I, it was uh, Reservoir Dogs revisited fifty yeah. years later. <laughs> Absolutely right. Like, right. So shut up, all of you. Listen, Coventry live six p.m. Me and Chris. It's unlike. Look, if you've seen the Footy Manager series, it's not going to be quite as extreme as that, but it's not going to be anything quite like what you've seen us do before it's not going to be a strict watch along we are doing a proper we're going to have a go at doing a proper commentary there's going to be analysis there's going to be laughs we're going to throw some daft things in there as well as only you know me and Chris will do and have done over the last decade of this channel it is our it is the 10th anniversary of Red Men TV on YouTube so we thought it was about time that we switched it all up uh, so yeah do tune in there'll be more information to come on that make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel you got the notification bell ticked as well, but yes, 6 p.m. Sunday, the Merseyside Derby, fan zone commentary, watch along, me, Chris Pajak. Oh, oh, God, I can't wait. I genuinely can't wait. All I've got to do now is figure out how to set it up. Um, but yeah, uh, great. Thank you, gents. Thank you so much for joining me for this, guys at home. Thank you so much for watching, for listening, uh, for subscribing. If you want more from us, then please do go to theredmentv.com and sign up. It helps support everything that we're doing throughout these obviously difficult times of football coming back, but are still obviously having to work largely from home and still managing to balance all the things that we do. But there's some great content on there. Loads of amazing interviews with Liverpool players, past and present. Uh, most recently, Marcus Babel. Uh, I, I I, I had a chat too. It was absolutely incredible. Sander Vestervelde's there. Jimmy Traore's there. And of course, there's two interviews that we've done previously with Jürgen Klopp as well and a whole host of other things. Guys, it's amazing. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. The football is back. We are back and we'll see it all. All of you, each and every one of you, 6pm on Sunday. Cheers.